BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Balance Blonde podcast. I'm so excited to be here. This is an entirely new platform to me. I have so much to learn. I'm so excited to connect with you guys in this new way. This podcast is going to be called Soul on Fire, also known as the Balanced Blonde Podcast because it is completely linked back to my brand and my blog. But Soul on Fire is something that I'm really passionate about. People who have set their souls on fire, who are doing awesome things. So it's going to be an interview series with all sorts of people from CEOs to bloggers to people in my life because, of course, I want all of us to just feel like we're hanging out and I want this to be a way for you guys to get to know me better. So today we have co-founder and CEO of Liquid IV, Brandon Cohen, who also happens to be one of my very best friends. But before we introduce Brandon, I just want to tell you a little bit more about what you can expect with this episode and with this podcast. So specifically with this episode, Brandon and I realized after the fact that we should have had two microphones. We only had one. We really love to talk over each other. It's kind of our thing. If you've seen any of our YouTube videos, you know this. We both could get talking forever, especially with each other. We have so much to say because we just connect in that crazy way. So just don't mind the fact that we were passing the microphone back and forth and sometimes one of our voices is muffled, but this was the first episode. So we definitely are learning from that. And then secondly, what you can expect from the Soul on Fire podcast is to learn how people have set their souls on fire. I'm completely fascinated by the topic. I'm so inspired by it. It's something that my blog, The Balanced Blonde, is all about which is just sharing with people how you can make your passions a bigger part of your life, whether you make them your career or your hobby or something that you do in your free time. I just believe that anything that makes us feel like we have set our souls on fire is absolutely worth learning more about and worth exploring. So I'm going to dig into that on this podcast. I'm going to have a whole lot of really fun people on and really the goal here guys is to feel like we're just hanging out because that's why I like to listen to podcasts is because I feel like I become friends with these people. So that's what I want to be for you. If you feel like you just want somebody to hang out with, I'm your girl. Come to the Soul on Fire podcast. Here we are. Subscribe. We have a 
big giveaway going for people who are subscribing to the podcast after this first episode. And at the end of this episode, I'll talk a little bit about the sponsors for the app, but it's a lot of my favorite healthy food brands. So it's pretty exciting. Lots of good food, lots of good drinks, lots of good beverages. Brandon and I both joke that we are very beveragey people because we really are. So before I get going and make this intro 10 million times longer than it needs to be, let's introduce Brandon Cohen, CEO, co-founder of healthy hydration supplement company Liquid IV, and my very, very close friend, the person that I call for just about everything, who always gets me, who's just the most fantastic, and who seriously inspires me more than probably any other person I've ever met. Well, thank you for having me on your first podcast. I feel honored. First thing I would say is you're the most inspiring person. Oh my God. Like you inspire me every day. You're always running around like crazy and anything, anytime I think I'm working hard, um, I know that you're working harder. So it's just always motivating and, uh, we just have so much in common that this is going to be a, I'm really excited just to sort of roll with this. Yeah. Do you want me to talk about business a little bit or, or just roll into some questions? your first question that we can just get going conversationally so something you guys should know about Brandon and I as we get started is that we could talk for hours we do talk for hours we'll set meetings with each other and we have to make like a hard stop or else we will literally be there all day and all night and it's happened many times before because we both just get on these crazy caffeine highs and talk and talk and talk mainly because we can just connect on so many different levels and we both are in a really similar position with our businesses and the way that we like to spend our time the way that we do have to spend our time um so it's pretty awesome but since we're recording for a podcast we're going to try to stay on top of each other today and keep the conversation going back and forth i'm going to ask him questions i'm going to interject with some of my own views on the questions too We'll jump into the first question, which is that we always joke that we're both grad school dropouts because we are, although you didn't quite make it to grad school, but you almost did, and I dropped out after a year. So tell us a bit about your decision to pursue Liquid IV rather than go to Boston for business school, because I'm sure a lot of listeners are at a crossroads in their life and facing similar situations, even if it's not grad school, like to just make a difficult decision to walk away from something you've thought you're going to do for a long time to pursue something very risky potentially absolutely yeah just to finish on your first point though if we don't have a hard stop we'll literally go all day because I think what happens is is like it's it's almost like therapy for us because there's like there's not a lot of people who like we have so much in common with in terms of all the struggles we're going with through business all the ups and downs of it and so we just get to talk and start talking, and we're so all or nothing, which I'm sure we'll get into at some point. Our personalities are both so extreme that once we get going, <laughs> like if we don't have a hard stop, it will, we'll literally talk for hours. So anyway, um, back to the, the grad school question. So yeah, my, it's an interesting story. When I graduated from college, um, I played golf in college. I was on scholarship here at Loyola Marymount. Um, and I always wanted to be in professional sports. I wasn't going to be a pro athlete. I wanted to be involved with sports. So I went to work for the Arizona Diamondbacks, which was like the best first job I ever could have taken. I started in sales, sales and marketing. Um, and it was just such a, uh, such a great place to start because you really, when you learn how to sell, you really learn um, a lot about yourself and you learn about business. And it was just a really good place to start and sort of to get out of L.A. 
And when I decided I was sort of, you know, through with my first job after about two years, I really wanted to go back to grad school and get my education, sharpen my skills, live in a new city. Um, I, I was really excited to go. So I moved back to L.A. and I, um, I started studying for the GMAT, applying to schools. And while that was going on, that's sort of the, the idea for Liquid IV came about. I, I took the idea from a lot of professional athletes I saw using other products in uh, in Arizona with the Diamondbacks. I saw my young, um, you know, young professionals, friends, people with active lifestyles using alternative solutions which weren't healthy. And so I started. We Hayden and I sort of started Liquid IV while I was getting ready to go to grad school. And so by the time I had applied, I'd gotten accepted to a few schools. I decided I had to move to the East Coast. I wanted to move to Boston and um, picked out an apartment. I was two weeks away from moving there. I was like ready to go. And that's right when we had our first angel investor come in and say, guys, I'll give you the money that you need, but Hayden, you gotta quit your job. And Brandon, there's no chance you're going to grad school. And so that was like a crossroads for me. I I knew I wanted to go to grad school. Um, My dad really wanted me to go. Um, My dad has done well, very well for himself in business and he never got his MBA and he really wanted me to go do that. On the other side of it, my mom really wanted me to go pursue this opportunity I had with Liquid IV. But at the time, you know, we thought we had something, but it was really the very, very, very beginning stages. You know, looking back, um, it was definitely a big risk. Um, but, you know, we just we sort of decided, hey, we got a shot right now to, to, to make this happen. Let's go for it. Let's go for it. And so I deferred my I deferred my um, my entrance into Boston University. I figured a year from then I would be able to let them know where I was at. Of course, we were just getting going with Liquid IV, so that deferral never ended up happening. Um, and it was it was one of those things where uh, we just we decided that it was the, it was the time to take the shot and to go for it. So that's so cool, and it was a worthwhile decision. Yeah, yeah, I think I think it's working out. Yes, it's certainly working out so far. I'm personally really glad that you made that decision to walk away, even though it was the riskier decision. And I'm sure at the time it felt really scary and like you had no idea if it was the right decision or not. But here you are. You took a leap of faith. And I think you're learning so much more now than you'd be learning in business school. That's just my opinion, although I don't think there's anything wrong with going to business school, obviously. But You know I can relate to this because I, too, was in graduate school. However, I was already in school at the time when I made the decision not to return to finish my creative writing master's at the new school in New York. And there was a lot of different reasons why I almost stayed to finish it. One of those reasons is because I think we're pretty much programmed as successful people, um, or people who are on the road to success, rather, people who are perfectionists, people who have always done well in school, people who just want to please everyone. We're programmed to feel like we should finish what we've started. And I definitely felt like I should finish grad school because I started it. And my parents were putting me through grad school and I felt like they'd be really disappointed if I decided to leave and to pursue a blog full time, which a couple years ago wasn't really something that people were doing doing blogging for a business. Actually, at the time, I didn't even know how to do blogging for a business, but it was a conversation that I had with my dad actually on the phone when I was still enrolled in grad school and I was almost finished with my first year. And he told me 
why do you feel like you need to finish grad school? You have this blog. You're working on it all the time. It's clearly what you're the most passionate about. You've started to make money with this blog. So why don't you devote more time to it and see if you could actually make a living off of this blog? And that was shocking to me. It was the exact permission that I needed that I didn't even know that I was looking for to realize that I actually wasn't passionate doing that anymore and that I needed to go pursue this other thing even though it was really risky and really alternative. And also looking back, I think a big part of the reason why I wasn't happy there anymore in that graduate program, even though for my whole entire life, what I wanted to do was go get my master's in fiction and write a novel, which is something I still want to do minus the master's part. I think a big part of the reason why I wasn't happy is because people didn't respect blogging at all in that program. And I'm not talking about everybody because I have some extremely close friends who are still in that program or who graduated from that program rather. But a lot, the whole attitude at that school about what blogging is was, oh, that's not journalism at all. That's not real writing. There's, that's not literature. There's nothing professional about blogging because there's no editing involved. That's not real. That's just people putting themselves out there who are obsessed with themselves, which really hurt my feelings and really bugged me. So I think that's a really big part of the reason why I just was not happy there. I just have a thought as you're saying that. No, it's funny. When I was when I was, uh, made my decision not to go, um, one of my, one of my friends at the time, when I t- made my decision and I told him, I said, Hey, I, you know, I'm deciding I'm not going to be moving out of LA. I'm going to be staying in LA to follow this. He goes, wait, you're telling me you're going to work on that stupid drink thing instead of going to grad school that you got accepted to. And he literally laughed. And I'm telling you that laugh, I actually want to thank him because that laugh is what, when I wake up at five in the morning every day, is what motivates me. And that same person, and he'll never know who I'm talking about, that same person is now comes back to me. He's like, dude, congrats on what you're doing. Like, it's so cool to see what you're doing. And everyone believes once you make them a believer. But you have to have vision. You have to have belief in yourself to do these type of things. Because for you, when these experts, you know, quote experts are telling you that this isn't a, something that you can pursue or this isn't a real, you know, a real profession or whatever, you have to have vision and belief in what you're trying to accomplish or else you'll never make it. You know what I mean? There's so many people who are going to tell you no along the way. And so that's why, that's why. And, and another thing, even though my dad wanted me to go get my, wanted me to get my education, he's always told me, always find what you're passionate about and everything else will follow. And so when I told him that I was really passionate about helping people with this healthy hydration product and the fact that we had this vision to not only help here in the United States commercially, but globally with our third world give back mission, he was as supportive as ever. So like at first, you know, he was a little weird, but once I, once I made my point about how, you know, well I had thought this through, my parents, which is huge, my parents are the most supportive people like you could ever imagine, which I know once you get, like for you too and me, like once, once you hear that, it just makes the decision easy to make. And the other thing that you said that was hilarious was, like me and you are not good at waiting for anything. So yeah. once you get the permission, you make the decision, it's like, let's just get it done yeah. next day. All right, done. Yeah. So it, it's a blessing and a curse. I mean, we get things done and we move, you know, sometimes we're maybe a little rash cause we, you know, sometimes like uh, the emotion can take over, but you know, if you're able to think things through a little bit, I like the fact that it's like, okay, what's the decision? Boom, go. And then figure it out after you make the decision, which I know is exactly what you did. Yeah. And think it's working out pretty well for you I think it's a strength I think it can be our weakness but it's also our strength and just to quickly speak to what you said about 
the rude comment that your friend made to you. I get those all the time, too. I mean, even to this day, some people that I went to college with will be like, oh, do you still have that little, like, blog thing? Or do you still have time for that? Very, very condescending. And my response is always just, like, in the back of my head, I think this person is trying so hard to act like they don't know what I'm doing, but they're probably the most up-to-date on what I'm doing because clearly there's some jealousy there or there's some insecurity or they just don't want me to succeed, which has nothing to do with me. I think it has everything to do with them, so I feel bad for them. But all the time people say that to me. Or When I first started my blog, somebody who I went to college with said, well, actually behind my back, she said, oh, I wish I had time to blog. I have a job, so I don't have time to blog. And my thought was, if you love something, you do it anyway. I was in grad school, I was working, and I had a blog. You always have time to do what you want to do, always. So we'll move on to the next question. Well, first, I realize we haven't exactly gotten into what Liquid IV is, so I think you can describe that for the listeners, just for people who who don't know about it yet, if they haven't seen it all over my social media and um, yours. Yeah, so Liquid IV is an all-natural rehydration powder. That's a drink mix that you actually mix into 16 ounces of water. So I just made one right now. I need to hydrate. I'm a little dehydrated already. Lots of coffee this morning. I had an early start here. We're in, by the way, we're in Marina Del Rey is where we're filming our first one here. Actually, at Liquid IV headquarters. So we're in our boardroom, and um, it's exciting. It's exciting to, perfect place to start. Got the startup feel, right? The brick wall behind us. Uh, yeah, so it's an all-natural rehydration powder. You mix it into 16 ounces of water. Um, it's based on a revolutionary science that the World Health Organization actually created back in the 1970s. And it was a simple science, but uh, when you mix sodium and glucose and potassium at a really specific ratio, it acts as a delivery mechanism for nutrients into the bloodstream. So there were uh, people in third-world countries who were extremely dehydrated from exotic diseases like cholera, um, where their digestive systems get completely racked out. When, if this were to happen to me or you, if we had food poisoning, we'd go to the hospital and we'd get an IV stuck in our arm and we'd be able to get hydrated. Because when you're drinking water, when you're that sick, you can't absorb any of the water or the nutrients. Um, so when the World Health Organization created this formula with sodium and glucose that acted as a way to transport the nutrients into your bloodstream and the hydration before even hitting your digestive system or early on in the digestive tract, it was actually deemed one of the best medical advancements of the 20th century. Um, and so we thought, hey, there's this really amazing science out there that isn't being commercialized, really, and brought, it's like the secret that's not being brought to, you know, to everyone else in the world who, who's really in need of hydration, maybe not in desperate need of it, but for active people with active lifestyles or professional athletes or just anyone who needs to hydrate every day because it's really hard for us all to drink eight or ten bottles of water like we're supposed to. And so... Uh, you know, we started working with some of the best scientists in the world. We, we sort of brought the idea to fruition. We, we were lucky enough to get into Whole Foods um, er, very early on in what we were doing. That was sort of like a personal goal of mine. I was like, hey, Whole Foods is like the next generation where the shop, shoppers want to go. It's the healthiest place. If we can get our product in there, like it will say a lot about the brand. It will give us some credibility. Um, it, they don't let many products in there. And we got in really quick, and we actually became – uh, the top selling item in their whole body department in our Southern California test market. So that was sort of validated the idea for us. You know, people don't know exactly the science I just explained. You know, we're, we're, we're really starting to tell about it in our marketing um, to educate people on why. 
Um, but the beauty is if you just try a packet of liquid IV, we have sort of a social cult following of people who absolutely love the product. So when people can just try the product, they don't know what's happening, but they know it's working because their headache's going away or they're not needing to drink as much water to stay hydrated or they're performing better, you know, on the baseball field or after a spin class, they're able to recover quicker. And so our whole thing is if we can just get a packet into people's hands, like people really, really, uh, fall in love with the brand, I guess. So does that sort of answer the question? That <laughs> answers the question very, very well. So something funny is that when I first met Brandon, he was still doing the demos at Whole Foods for Liquid IV because they had just gotten into Whole Foods. It was really exciting. A lot of different Whole Foods around Los Angeles. So he would go do the demos himself, him and his co-founder Hayden. And I would go visit them because a lot of times I was actually just at Whole Foods anyway. So I would go hang out with them or I would just drive by to say hi because I really loved the process. So I think it goes all the way back to when I first got involved with Liquid IV was when I would go visit Brandon and help him out with these demos. Well, I didn't mean to help him out, but I'd be standing there watching him explain. And I basically got the speech down and started telling it to people myself because he'd be busy explaining Liquid IV to some customers and other people would come up to the table and they would look at me and say, what is this? So I would start saying, well, this is liquid IV. This is a healthy hydration supplement. It has this patented cellular transport system that gets the hydration into your bloodstream, bloodstream three times faster than water and tell the whole story. And also at the same time, I was on the cover of Yoga Digest magazine that month. And so Brandon would bring that magazine over to the liquid IV table because that magazine was carried at Whole Foods. So we would have this whole back and forth about, oh, and here's the girl on the magazine. And we would wind up selling all these, all of these people on liquid IV and people would come back and be completely obsessed with it. And it was seriously so much fun to be a part of the process. Co-branded like, hey, this girl's ring. And then she would come up to the table. And so I would literally be selling it. She'd come up and she'd be waiting there. Like we'd, we'd be catching up in between... Um, you know, customers coming up. And I would say, yeah, she even uses it. I would say, see, she's on the cover right there. And people would be like, no, no, that's not her. What do you mean on the cover? And I'd be like, no, look, it really is. And I'd hold up the magazine and then people would get even more excited. So like, I think the coolest part about it, which I'm, I'm sure we'll get into is like, yeah, it was one Whole Foods store and it was like, I had to make the product sell in one store and I wanted to get the brand. But when you're really passionate about something, the way you treat the one Whole Foods store where you're doing a demo or the way now we're treating 8,000 stores that we're in, it's the same passion. It's people. It's one-on-one -on -one with people. You care about, we care about our brand. We care about helping people. And so every conversation, I mean, it's like truly, deeply, authentically what I feel and like what I'm trying to get across these people. It's just me being me. I have no idea that it's like I lose myself in that moment. You know what I mean? And so... Um, it was just fun that we, like, she literally had the pitch down better than me. I would like go to the bathroom and she would just wait there. I'd go take a break or something. I'd walk away. She'd come back. She'd have five people around the table and she'd be selling packets of liquid IV, not, not getting paid, just stopping by like with like food in her hand that she was like about to go eat or like a juice or something. And she would be selling it. So that was, that was fun. But yeah, it's, it, there's definitely something to be said about like getting out in front of your customers. Like I'm telling you, listening to what people say there is paid off as I'm coming up with, you know, $100,000 marketing plans for 2017, right? Like knowing what people are saying and listening to them, those are your customers. You're getting firsthand back and forth like, hey, the tear notch should be a little bit different or what about if the packaging was like this? Or, And when you listen to all those things, it really helps you get even closer to the customer. And I look back and that was like some of the most fun times. And now 
as we hire people to do that, right? We're scaling up across the country. Like I know exactly what that demo rep's going through, right? I know exactly what they're struggling with. I know what they need to do in terms of getting water or talking to the store managers or what customers are going to say or the bad stuff that the feedback that they might hear or anything, all the positives, the one-liners they need to say. And so it makes like, it makes, you know, delegating that or it makes, um, you know, uh, passing on that passion that much easier because I've done that for years. I did that in order to get us off the ground. So. Yeah, I think that's one of the reasons why we get along so well and why we understand each other so well is because even though you own a beverage product, a healthy hydration company, and I'm a blogger, you treat your customer the way that I strive to treat my reader, which is that I'm really appreciative of their feedback. If I ever have the chance to meet my readers in person when they come up to me somewhere and say, hey, I think you're the balanced blonde. I don't want to bother you, but just want to say xyz and then they're shocked because i don't let them walk away i ask them a million questions about what their feedback is what they would suggest if they have any requests basically what do they like what do they not like that i've been doing lately are there specific products that they want to see more of or that they want to see less of and for me it's the best way to get really really good solid feedback just like for you the best way to do that was to talk to those customers at Whole Foods when you could learn all those specific things in the beginning of Liquid IV and I think that people come back to a company or to a blog because they want to feel like their voice is heard they want to feel like they're a part of something and especially in this wellness community that we're both in I think it's so inclusive and I think people who aren't being inclusive are really missing out on that key aspect of getting great feedback and talking to like-minded people who really all want the same thing at the end of the day which is as a blog reader, they want content that they're interested in. And as a blogger, I don't want to give them content they're not interested in. And for you, you would never want to create a product that people don't want to buy or that they don't enjoy drinking. So it goes back to that authenticity thing. You have to be appreciative of people. Yeah, I think this sort of came up uh, organically between us, this word authentic. It's not like we talked about this. It was just sort of in this world that we live in right now where especially your world even more than mine where so much is done on social media and a lot of people build their following or build their business based on an image that actually isn't them and so um this sort of came up because for me personally and i know for you but let's get to the social media stuff second like i just am who i am like you're just gonna get who you get with me and i think to a fault maybe, I'm like so open with everyone. Sometimes I tell people too much about what's going on, whether it's my personal life or business or to my team or to our partners. Um, but I think what it does is even to like investors, I think what it does is in terms of connecting with people is I think they feel comfortable because they know I'm just, they're going to get what they're going to get. I'm going to tell them exactly what's going on. Sometimes I'm going to tell people too much and I'm going to make mistakes. But I think there's something like, for example, we've we've been lucky enough to raise, you know, a few million dollars for Liquid IV. Jordan's actually an investor in Liquid IV, which is pretty, pretty cool. She's on our board of directors. She brings an awesome angle from, like, the younger millennial social media perspective. And we have this table full of, like, old, awesome uh, business guys who are really, really smart and have had a ton of success in their career. Um, but having her, her angle is pretty incredible. Um, but we've been lucky enough to raise a lot of money and we really haven't actively raised money. It's been like, okay, here's what we need. And then 
when we go talk to these people, they get a real feel for what's going on with the business. Like, I'm so open about where we are in terms of our sales, in terms of growing our team, in terms of the product. I think people feel comfortable, and I think people like working with people that they like. And so I've noticed this when I'm on the road. So for the last six months, you know, I've been on the road at all these sales meetings, selling the product into a lot of these big chain retailers. And I, like, I'm the youngest guy in the room by 20 years, especially in the retail space, which is a really old space. Where you are, there's a lot of young people in your space. In my industry, I'm the youngest in every meeting by by. 10 to 20 years at the at the minimum, and I just use it. I'm like, here's where I am. I don't know everything about the space, but here's what I do know. I know about our brand, and I know about our consumer, and I want to work with you, and I love bringing people in on, in on what we're working on together. So instead of telling people how we want to do it, it's like, hey, here's what we think. What do you think? And then we have these buyers who are supposed to be the hardest people to connect with and the people who are the hardest on the brands. It seems like all of our all of the people that are, we're working with at these retailers, I love every single one of them. I have great relationships with these people, and we're having so much fun growing the brand together. And they're experts in what they do. They see tons of brands come through here too. So it's sort of been this like the fact that we've been so open, and or that I've, I've it's not like I'm trying to be. The fact that I just I'm just being myself, and I'm, I refuse to accept not doing that, even if it's not perfect, has made it like. I, I feel like I connect with so many of these people, even if they're not, we're not in the same walk of life. And so I think it's, I think it's a huge piece of um, what we talk about a lot. I think it's so important. Um, and I think we're both sort of trying to figure this out because in this world of social media, right, there's like a lot of people who aren't real. You meet a lot of these people, and I'll use Instagram, for example, and you meet a lot of these people with hundreds of thousands or millions of followers who you think are going to be really cool. And they're they're not they're not what they're they're not what they're showing on there. And so I think what I love about about your page and about your what you do is that it really is you. And that's why I think more than other people's following, your following is so engaged in what you do. And so I think we're going to continue to work on uh, how to really bring this to a forefront. I think we probably have insight into some of these influencer type people who that other people don't. And so I, I would really, I, I know we're both passionate about figuring out a way to, I, we want, we want everyone to see the real, real what's going on and to be, and to be inspired by that. I think it's inspiring to see people who are doing things and who, and, and we're able to see behind the scenes of that. It's true. We talk about that authenticity thing all the time because we both run across it all the time. And it's really interesting to me to hear how you bring authenticity into the workplace because, you know, I come to you all the time telling you when different bloggers are so not genuine in person and it just, it always really bugs me and you can always relate to it because we both get along so much better with people who are incredibly genuine, who have a good heart and we can see that I think from a mile away. We can also see from a mile away when people don't have good intentions. So Something that this makes me think of, you're talking about bringing authenticity into the workplace, is ECRM, the trade show that you guys went to in Vegas when Liquid IV completely killed it and won Best New Product of the Year. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that experience and what it was like to go into that show as a small company, meeting with these absolutely huge retail chains and I know that you didn't expect for everything to happen that did happen. So let's hear a little bit about it. <laughs> so, I, I don't even know what it stands for, but basically it's a, it's a trade show where for five days you meet with the top retail executives in the country. So you have 20-minute meetings um, with Target, Walgreens, Vitamin Shop, Whole Foods, you name it. We met with 
the key person at that company. Um, and that happened in January. Do you want me to tell about it? Yeah. Yeah. So we went there in January, um, and we had just partnered with our distribution partner, the Emerson group, and they wanted us to go to the show and get some feedback about our product. We have a premium price product. We have all natural fresh ingredients sourced in the United States. Um, our packaging we worked on and we're building a brand and we're putting the best ingredients and the best science into this product. So we wanted to have a premium product. We were willing to spend extra on all of our ingredients, on all of our manufacturing to make sure that the consumer was getting the best thing. So we went to this meeting, we were told if we could get three or four follow-up meetings um, with these retailers at their corporate offices, um, just to take them. Three or four out of 40. So like get 10% of them to like our product. And naively, like I do, I had no idea. I'm just like, well, I'm just going to go have fun with it. I'm going to pitch my brand. I'm going to be excited about what we're doing. I'm going to talk about the, the data that we have in terms of the product moving. And like, sh you know, sure enough, like meeting one was with Target. And we met with Target, and they were excited about the brand, and they didn't never mention the price point, uh, loved our give back mission. They're like, hey, can you come out to Minneapolis in two weeks? We'd love to meet with you. I said, sure, of course, yeah. So that was we took the first meeting. And then the third meeting was with Walgreens, who has 8,000 stores. And they, same reaction, like, hey, this is interesting. You know, hydration is an emerging category. People are really looking for an alternative. Could you come out to Chicago in a couple weeks? I said, sure. And so before you knew it, at the end of the four days, we had 40 out of 40 people wanted to have follow-up meetings with us. We didn't know there was an award to be won, but we were awarded best new product of 2016, which was in January of this year, which sort of just set us off into a whole other atmosphere of speed and growth and having to bring on more of a team and raise money to go create the inventory and uh, and support it with marketing. And so from January till about June, I haven't been home. I've been on the road at every single one of these meetings I promised I was going to get to in two weeks. It took me six months, <laughs> um, but it's been a whirlwind. It has totally been a whirlwind since then. You guys have gone national since that point. You're all over the place. Crazy things are happening. Lots of really good things for the company, even if you're completely crazed right now, which is still very cool and you're handling it very well but one funny story that I have from ECRM which is sort of why I brought it up is because I was doing Liquid IV social media at the time when they went to this trade show I didn't know a whole lot about it I just knew that they were at the trade show I knew that Liquid IV had a big booth set up actually I think you guys had a whole room set up so I wanted you to take pictures and send them to me for social media, of course. I would always send Brandon and Hayden on picture missions wherever they were, and they would usually send me a couple pictures from the weekend, and I would always wish that I had been there so that I could just be the photographer. <laughs> but, okay, that's neither here nor there. They sent me a couple pictures throughout the weekend. It wasn't their top priority. They were selling. They were doing other awesome stuff for the company, and by the end of the weekend, they sent me a picture of a plaque that said best new product 2016. And even though I know Liquid IV is an incredible product and I wasn't surprised at all to learn that they had won this award, I was still shocked in a different way because I knew that they were a small company going to this huge retail show with name brands that have been around for a really long time that we've all seen in stores for years that have huge financial backing and huge, huge, huge everything. And here comes Liquid IV from Marina Del Rey, California, their first time at this show, their first year with a big distribution company, and they win best new product of the year out of so many different products. It's truly crazy, and it just is such a testament to 
the energy behind the company, the people behind the company and what they can do when they get in front of these huge places like Target and Walgreens and CVS and 7-Eleven. And now you can find Liquid IV in so many of those places, which is so cool. But when I received that picture, I just remember looking at it thinking, wow, this is huge. Things are about to change big time for Liquid IV. And I was just so proud because I knew that Brandon had everything to do with this because his energy is so ridiculously contagious. Thank you. I'm like literally blushing as you say this. Yeah, that, that, that moment was one when I sent you that picture, I remember that was like a, like a pinch me moment because it was, we were the smallest brand there. We were sort of told that it was going to be a tough show for us. And it just goes to show if you're passionate about something and you just, you got to stay true to what your beliefs and your vision for what you're trying to do, that anything really is possible. Like the biggest retailers in the country said that we, and I, now, you know, now we're rolling, I'm sort of in the midst of it, but that was one of those moments where like, it sort of hit me, like it hit me all at once, like, oh my God, this like idea that we had four years ago, like the peop the biggest retailers, the biggest corporations in terms of retailers in the country are believing in this. And it was like, I like got emotional. It was a weird moment, because that doesn't happen to me very often, but it was just like, wow, this is like for real happening. And so that was, a, that was a cool, and I remember sending you that picture. I remember yeah, that Do you moment. remember my response? It was like a million exclamation yeah, points. <laughs> Yeah, it was wild. I know, immediately. So cool. So before we get into the um, fun questions, even though I think all these questions are fun, and I think they're really going to be very helpful for anybody who's thinking about starting a business, um, I have a couple more questions before we get into the others. So this is something that we talk about a lot, and this is something I'm also still trying to figure out in my life. I feel like I do a decently good job balancing this, but... How do you let your friends know that you still care and want to be in their lives even when you don't have the time to be as involved as you used to be or as they want you to or as maybe you want to be as well? Sometimes I can't get back to people during the day anymore. I, I can't. I'm getting, I'm getting, what's unique about being a leader, a young leader now versus like my dad who runs a, you know, he runs a big company or some of the people on my board run huge companies is that for them, they're not as accessible as we are. So like I can be reached on, my personal Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. I can be reached on Liquid IV's Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. My email address, uh, our company office line. There's all these places for people to reach out, right? And so it's just different than like these older executives who have a one number and their, assist, their, their phone rings and their assistant picks it up and that's the only way to get to them. And so they can sort of shield them. And I think it's great. Again, it goes back to that open and authenticness is that People can get to, they can get to us and we can talk to them and it's all good. It's just, it definitely can become overwhelming at some point. So I think one key for me is I, sometimes I can't get back to people, but I'm always super open about it. So I'm like, Hey, sorry, I'm traveling. I'm traveling like crazy. right now. Let me get back to you this weekend. Or when I do reply, my, I, this is, I just can't not do this. I just send long, like heartfelt responses of what actually is going on. And so I think people get that. I think, I mean, this happens to me and you all the time, like, you, you know that I'm not like ignoring a text from you, right? Like sometimes I won't reply for a day and you just know I'm off at meetings and I'm, I go from a meeting to another meeting to a dinner and then it's East Coast time or I'm somewhere and then it like, and then I just, I sit down and I get back to everyone. So I think, I think just being open with everyone about it, just being truly open about it, I think is good. It's definitely something like, like I, I talk to other young leaders about because it's a tough thing to deal with. Like I want it, I, plus I have an issue. I'm a pleaser. I want everyone, I want everyone to be okay and know that I'm getting back to them and I just can't all the time. And so um, I think it's about 
being open about it. And, um, and then the other thing that I do, which is really my, you know, my dad's helped me with this a lot is just sit down for 30 minutes, 5am first thing in the morning or last thing before you go to bed and just fire one word response. He says, if it's more than one sentence, you're messing up, you're screwing up one sentence to every single person. So you get it off your chest. They know you're being responsive. Even if it's, Hey, traveling, I'll call you next week. Hey, traveling, call you next week and send it to everyone. It sometimes I have hundreds, literally hundreds of emails and texts that build up in a day when I'm in meetings all day. And so just getting something back makes me, gets rid of my anxiety. And I know that at least people know that I'm not ignoring them. So it's the best I can do. I'm still working on it, to be honest with you. I know we talk about it a lot, but um, I, th I think being open with, with friends and the true friends understand. And the ones who don't, that's another thing is the people who, the people who get it are cool. And the people who don't, it's just you don't can't worry about it you, you can't you can't make everyone happy exactly no that's such a good point to add at the end there because You're even worse than, I mean you have millions of followers like it's way different <laughs> than no it's it and I know how much you get contacted too it's it's such a good point that your true friends will always support you and that's what I try to remember when I can sense that people are getting frustrated with me or that friends who have been in my life for a long time, long before I started my blog, had a company, was traveling all the time. When people start to have an attitude or I sense that they're getting snarky with me or they say something to me like, oh, the only time I'm ever going to see you is at an event of yours, then I just try to remember you're just, those people are not being supportive and that's not the kind of friend that I want in my life. I want people to be excited for me just like I'm excited for them, whether I get to see them all the time or whether I just have to adjust my schedule because I'm not home as much. And I think your true friends will always absolutely understand, which is such a good point. But something that I have to speak to while we're on this topic is that Brandon now has the best out of office emails ever. They just say a little something like, hey, I'm on the road. This is who you can contact if you need me. I'll be back on Friday or whatever day it is. And I'm always so proud when I see those because it was not very long ago when I had to convince Brandon to make an out-of-office email and he didn't want to do it because he wanted to have his hands in everything, didn't want to be unavailable when he was on the plane or really anywhere, but it's such a time saver and our time is so unbelievably precious that now I'm just so happy every time I see when he has his out of office on which you know Brandon I always respond to your out of office and say oh my god I love this I'm so proud of you because I know how much time it's saving him and if anything that's what he needs to be saving his time is so precious yeah it's a, I, we've talked about it we're we are already obsessive about what we do like and I think when I these peop, people who are doing really well most people who are really great at what they do are crazy obsessive about what they do, but even them, I'm thinking of some of the people I've looked up to, like Kobe Bryant or like yeah. other people who are literally obsessive. Yeah, that I sent you. Um, that's okay. It's okay, but to be a peak performer, to per be performing at your best, if you really want what's best for your company, then having a balance, a balance, right, <laughs> uh, in your life is key. And it's hard for, I know it's hard for me. I mean, it's, I could work. 16, 18 hours a day, um, but having a balance, and for me, it's working out, and for me, it's eating healthy, and for me, it's seeing my friends and family, you know, sprinkling that in there actually makes my time at work that much more efficient, and so um, it's about peak performance, and peak performance isn't working 24-7. It's, it's knowing that you need a little breaks here and there, which are going to optimize your, your, work, your work product even more. 
That is such incredibly good advice. And it's always Brandon who tells me to take a break when I need to take a break or tells me it's worth it to spend an afternoon at the Apple store to get a new computer, even if it feels like it's a waste of time. It's what your entire business is based off of. So he tries to teach me that all the time. And I'm so very grateful for it. So thank you, Brandon. And now it's time to get into another fun question. We're going to move away from the questions about work and talk a little bit more about our friendship and different things that you guys probably don't know about either of us. So I'm going to ask you the very first of what I'm calling the fun questions. And Brandon, tell our listeners, how did we meet? How did we meet? We met, well, we went to the same college. We were there at the same time. I think we had a year crossover. I'm a few years older than you, obviously. Um, And I'm trying to think, oh, I reached out to you because, oh, now I know why. I was trying to figure, I was trying to put it all together. Uh, my sister actually, was, my sister um, moved to New York to go to culinary school, and she had read something about Jordan, and my other buddy who worked in uh, the entertainment industry, uh, who was doing stuff with some influencers on social media, he, he, at the same time my sister reached out about you, said, hey, there's this girl, Jordan Younger. She's the balanced blonde. She went to LMU. It might be good to reach out to her and just like, I don't know, you guys have a lot of mutual friends and like she's in the healthy lifestyle, active lifestyle space and you, you know, your brand is like, you should just reach out. And so I sent Jordan like a, I sent Jordan like a Facebook message, I think it was, just sort of like, hey, I saw you went to LMU. You know, I, I see what you're doing. It's really, you know, it's really, really cool. I would love to just grab coffee. And sure enough, true to what she said, she replied immediately. Um, so authentic with the response, like, yeah, I would love to, blah, blah, blah. So we, I didn't know she had just moved back to L.A. at the time. She was living in New York. She left grad school, came back to L.A. And we just got coffee and started catching up. And we went to the same college. We already had a ton of stuff in common and started talking about Liquid IV and about what she does. And then we realized, like, our lives just have so much crossover. And it sort of just took off from there. I mean, we became, like, best friends, like, immediately. Like, it was just, like, the easiest still it's just the easiest connection like i can call her to talk about anything and it's like uh, we have so much in common to talk about so yeah sort of through, it's it's not an exact story right it's sort of through lmu through mutual friends and then we just connected and it's like it couldn't be a better friendship yeah absolutely and anything? no that was that was the story and the reason why i love that story even though there's not like one direct pinpoint like oh we went to college together we had mutual friends we Uh, reached out because you heard about my blog I think it's so important to just reach out to people people who you think might be like-minded with you or might be on the same level as you are in the same industry or somebody who you think that you have a lot to learn from you seriously have nothing to lose by reaching out to them most of the people that I'm closest to in my life right now are people who either I've reached out to or they reached out to me because of my blog which is probably because I blog about stuff that I love. So it just attracts like-minded people. But most of my best friends, uh, anybody who's ever worked for me, all of those people I've met through just reaching out because I think the coolest people will always respond. They might not become your best friends, but they are humble enough to at least always do that. You get reached out to millions of times. The people who are really good at what they do and are passionate about what they do and are authentic with who they are, get back to you right away. There's always time to get back to every person. No matter, whether it's you or you delegate it to someone, whether it's an assistant or something, get back to people. And you never know when you flip over every stone what something's going to lead to. 
So I'm, I'm like, I'm no matter how quickly things drove for us, I, I, I stay passionate about making sure that we're getting back to everyone. I know you're the same way. That's how we met. I think there's people that we reach out to now who, for, who don't get back to you. They're too cool. They're too big, whatever's going on. And things happen like that. It's true. And especially in the blogging world where bloggers now, the biggest bloggers are considered somewhat of celebrities and people who are in the YouTube space are definitely considered celebrities. I know this from my 13 year old niece who knows everything there is to know about so many YouTubers. And honestly, everybody's kind of a celebrity these days with the way that Instagram works and the way that we share our lives. But something that I've noticed with bloggers who have reached somewhat of a celebrity status is that typically the more successful they are the more likely they are to respond to you if you have a question or if you want to talk to them or if you want to give them feedback about something like for example I'm working on this business of blogging ebook that I've been working on for like seven months because I just haven't had the time to do it the way that I thought I would at first but it's probably going to be finished in like three weeks and I've reached out to a lot of really big bloggers from, I mean, I won't name them here. They'll, they'll definitely be named all over my blog when the ebook's coming out. But pretty much the most successful bloggers with the biggest following and the most curated, quote unquote, aesthetic and um, just the most projects going on, the biggest brand, they are the first to get back. They, they were always the first to get back to me, even if they didn't have time to send responses to my questions right away. Oh, because I didn't even mention the reason that I was reaching out to them is because I was in Q- including them in a Q&A that's going to be in the ebook. So basically Q&A with all these really successful bloggers and the people who are the most successful, they got back to me, even if it was just to tell me I don't have time to do this in the next couple of weeks, but when's your deadline? Or they got back to me with all their answers within 48 hours, which was so impressive because I know that they have really busy schedules, but they treat their jobs that way because they absolutely love what they do. And then people who are pretty successful, but are not quite there, not quite at the level of those higher people. Those were the people who didn't really get back. The people who just let their ego get to them. And it's pretty unfortunate to see. And I'm not saying that you have to spend all your time answering other people's Q&A questions because believe me, I have let the ball drop on so many Q&As that people have sent me. But I'm just saying that overall, those people are usually the most responsive because they do love what they do and they're doing it for a reason. Don't you think, Brandon? The people who are who are at the top, they are there for a reason. Yeah, they're it's there for a reason. because they're, they're great at connecting with people. Yeah. No, it's huge. Got to be nice to people. So... Next fun question. Tell our listeners a little bit about the Balance Blonde behind the screen, TBB behind the screen. TBB behind the screen. Well, I think I've said this so they know it already, but you get what you see for the most part. I mean, like that's the coolest part about I love following your blog blog and following you on Instagram because when we aren't able to stay in touch, it's not like other people I follow where I don't really know what's going on in their life. I know exactly what's going on because it's so authentic to who you truly are. And I know we keep saying that word, but it, it, it's like the best word I have to describe it. Uh, behind the scenes, let's see. I'll list off a couple. Um, give her a teeny bit of caffeine and she is wired. <laughs> like she will, we will talk all day long because she is wired off a little bit of caffeine. Um, she has an extremely extreme personality, uh, which I do too. Um, and what, what I mean by this is like, 
very all or nothing. So like once you get going into something, like it's hard to stop it. Cause once you get going, you just want to do it and you want to do it all the way and you want to do it really well. An example of this is at events that we go to together. So Jordan will, uh, I'll use it. We go to Expo West, which is like a big trade show down in Orange County where it's all like uh, new, exciting products. So she goes because a lot of uh, brands want to reach out to her and want her to talk about their brands. I go because it's like sort of the mecca of all these new products. I get to meet with a lot of buyers and a lot of marketing people and people like to find out about our brand. So we'll go there together and we'll sort of, it's actually fun because we'll go to each other's meetings. We'll just the whole, the whole two or three days, we'll just go to all these meetings. And literally I've gotten a lot better at this because I, like I have to be more efficient with my time, but Jordan will get in a conversation and she will not walk away. She, even if she, she'll tell me before, she'll be like, I really don't want to talk to this person. Like I don't need to talk to them, but I'm like being too nice. And she'll go and she'll start talking. And first of all, you would never know because she really does get excited about what she's talking about with them. But she doesn't know how to cut the conversation off because she's so like involved in it. And I go, so I'm like, I help her. I'm like, hey, Jordan, we got to go to this other meeting and I'll pull her away. But I'm trying to help her work on like, hey, you know, I really got to run. Let's catch up later this week. Something to help cut the conversations off. Because what happens is she's not able to then get to the meetings that are really important to her. And so if I think there's a question on here somewhere about like an advisor stuff, which I'll, I'll give you, but... But um, yeah, there, it's just a matter of efficiency because it's so easy to, to get involved in that conversation. And one other thing too is like we talk about writing blog posts. <laughs> like once you start writing it, it's the same, it's the same trait inside of us. Like I, it's hard to write a two paragraph post. Like once you start going, you get excited and you wanna share it with your audience and you wanna tell the real story and you wanna give the details. I, you, we can't talk for five minutes, as you can see by the length of this uh, podcast, and I can't write a two-paragraph post because I just want to tell everyone everything. And so I, I, what I've learned, and I have a little more experience now over the last you know, three years, of, four years of growing this, is that like, being efficient with your time is actually a huge benefit to everyone, all your followers or your customers, because you need to focus on the things that are the most important. I always, my analogy is if you're filling a cup, and I've told you this before, if you're filling a cup with rocks and sand, you've got to put the rocks in first, the big things. Mm -hmm. And the most efficient thing is then to put the sand in after and fill it up to the top perfectly. It will fill in all the spaces. But if you put the sand in first, the things that aren't as important, and then you put the rocks in after, you're not going to fill it up efficiently and you're not going to get the things done that you need to. So um, I just love, we, uh, we talked about, I, I talked about with her that, you know, the rocks, focus on the rocks. Yeah. So. Well, yeah, those are all those are all super on point things about me. And the funny thing, as I listen to what he has to say about me behind the screen, is that I could reiterate all of those things back about Brandon because it's true. Although I will come up with some different things just for the sake of variety. But Brandon, Brandon and caffeine, same as me, totally just like Brandon talks so fast. I have said before that <laughs> that Brandon talking about anything for five minutes is probably the equivalent you learn the equivalent of what somebody else would tell you over the course of a full day because <laughs> there's so much I mean I think it's a talent to be able to talk that fast but yeah you got you have to harness it so he definitely slows it down when he needs to like when he's giving speeches like at the liquid iv launch party you t that was probably like the slowest i've heard you talk about something you're really excited about and it was still really fast but it was you definitely slowed it down for that um and let's see another random fact about brandon is that he always wears blue so what he's wearing right now which is like two different shades of blue kind of like it's not a Hawaiian shirt. It's kind of, what would you call that? Like palm fronds kind of thing. 
it's a tropical shirt so i purposely wore this um navy and white striped shirt today because i thought for sure i would match him because he loves his blue and white stripes absolutely loves blue and white striped shirts but they look really good on him blue is a good color on him so it's it's a good choice um and then the last random fact i'll tell you about him is so when i was doing liquid IV's social media which i did for like probably a year and a half over time um before liquid IV just kept growing and growing now they have this huge marketing company and they're able to really leverage all of that which is incredible um so I would I was doing their social media because clearly I love social media. It doesn't take me very long to write, as we joked, a long caption or even a short caption. I can't really write short captions, but to take some photos or to post photos that people would text to me. So I was doing that. And at the same time, I mean, I had so much going on. I And I would blog about it sometimes and, and say, I'm so in over my head. I'm so overcommitted. I'm so busy. What am I doing? I, I need to learn how to say no and stuff like that. And Brandon would see these blog posts, even though I know he did not have time to read my blog posts every morning or anything like some people do. But somehow he would come upon right when I posted it, all of those kinds of posts and call me so concerned and say, you don't like you probably don't have time to do this anymore. I feel so bad. I don't want to be adding on to your load. We, we can find somebody else to do it. And I would have to reassure him over and over again no I actually want to do this this is one of this is one of the things that I do want to do that I said yes to because I really wanted to and I think it just goes to show that he's such a conscientious friend and of course that our friendship always took precedent over what I was doing with with Liquid IV social media but he's just such a caring person so even amongst his passion for his business and his crazy schedule and everything else he was always very concerned like I don't want to be adding to your to your full plate, which was very, very nice of you. But I was so happy to do it and I feel like I curated that feed very, very nicely awesome. with the blue and the white and the colors, which I took it over from him and his co-founder Hayden. And there were like screenshots of Snapchats and everything was missized. They weren't even like squares. I was like, no, no, no. We at least have to make the photos squares. So... I think we're probably coming up on an hour here if we haven't already gone over an hour. So I'm just going to ask Brandon the last question that I am really excited to hear his answer to. And he can just do like a speed response of this, which shouldn't be an issue for him. Which is that if you had the time to be an advisor for the Balance Blonde or for all different kinds of companies, but specifically the Balance Blonde, what would you implement first? This is a good one. So uh, she let me know this is going to be a question. I was like, this is a hard question. Um, but I'm actually really passionate about this because I'm obviously obsessed with the, the business that I'm running and growing right now. Um, but I actually love uh, being a part of other businesses and thinking analytically about um, the best strategic way to grow a business and, and connect with your consumer. And and connecting with the consumer, Jordan, is like the best in the world at. She can, you can argue that she was literally the best at it. Um, but in terms of growing a business, there are things that I, since we're so similar, that I did in the beginning. And I've, just because of the type of business I have, I've grown a team and I've raised money. Um, and I've learned how to, not great, but I <laughs> decently learned how to delegate uh, 
tasks out because in order to grow, in order to grow and to really efficiently grow, you have to be willing to let go of some of these things. So the couple things that I would advise you on is one, she's like so good at what she does and so she wants to have her hands on everything and it's really hard, I know it's hard for you to let go of some things and let other people do because it's your brand. It's just like, it's very similar to me but you even more where Liquid IV, people associate that with me and so when something is not perfect, whether it's a caption on Instagram or whether it's our packaging or whether it's the quality of the product or some experience, I feel like it's me. And for you, it's even more. It's literally your brand is the balance bond is you. And so it's hard to let go of some of these things. So the two things I would, I, would, I would love to help you with at some point, if I ever had the time, would be I would love to help leverage yourself. And so the two ways to do that would be to, to potentially get some, get some backing behind you in terms of investment money and help build out an infrastructure and a team that you were comfortable with. So that way you really felt comfortable letting go. Because until you get the system right, where you can let go and people can come in and they know exactly what you want them to do and there's clear operating procedures and there's clear standard, oper standard operating things that you abide by, it's almost impossible because you're so connected to the brand. And I know it's gonna be a really hard thing to do. But at the right time, and I don't think the right time is now and I don't think it has been yet. I think you're gr growing at the perfect rate, but there would be, a way to leverage everything that's so amazing about you, there's a way to leverage that and to scale that, I think. And there's ways you could scale your business. And so I think these kind of go together, but it sort of goes to delegation too, in that I know it's really hard for you to delegate. It's always been that way for me. And I think it's most entrepreneurs who are super passionate about what they're doing and they've created it from scratch. You just want things to be done really, really perfectly. And so um, if there is a way to leverage yourself and everything that is so amazing about what you do and your passion for it, and no one's gonna ever care as much as you do, but there's a way to leverage it and then for you to be able to let go, I think there's ways, and I won't get into it now because we're, we're short on time obviously, to really scale things up even more than, than they're doing. So um, I think you're in an amazing position. I like your following and your, the people that you connect with are so engaged. I've never seen people come up to someone who are so excited to see them and for you to be so authentically excited back to see them um, and so I just think it's a really cool position and I'm, this is probably the last thing I'm gonna say, I'm just like so grateful for our friendship and what we have because it's pretty rare. Like, like you, people just don't have this a lot in their life. And I say this to people in my family all the time and my close friends, like I always tell people and it's like really, really rare to have someone who we can connect with this clearly about business, about friendship, about personal life. And so I'm just really grateful for the relationship we have. And thank you for having me on your first podcast. Yes, I couldn't imagine doing it with anybody else for the first episode. I, of course, feel the exact same way. So grateful for our friendship. Just feel so lucky that we can connect the way that we do and that you understand absolutely everything I've gone through, going through business-wise, that... We could just sit and talk for hours about absolutely anything and have so much fun together. It's really, really, it is rare and it's so special. And I think everybody should have people in their life like that. So if anybody's listening and they feel like they don't have people in their lives like that, I think the first place to start is by immersing yourself in things that you love, even starting a blog about something that you're passionate about or um, just spending more time doing things that you love. In general, I've met a lot of cool people doing all sorts of things that I actually really enjoy doing. That's how Brandon and I met and we've been so lucky. I am so happy to have had Brandon here on this episode with me so that you guys can benefit from his wisdom the way that I do every day and be inspired by him the way that I have been 
so very much since having met him. He's such a force in my life and I'm so grateful for him. And I'm still waiting for the day for him to be able to be my full-time Balance Bond advisor because that would be the way for me to finally break through all of the obstacles that I face every day. I just know it. But without further ado, because Brandon and I could seriously, the two of us could talk for hours and hours. And we want to keep this short and sweet for you guys because we can always have him back on. I will hand it over to him so he can let you know where else you can find him. Um, yeah, Liquid IV. Uh, uh, I think she's told you about our growth. We were in 100 stores at this time last year, and we're going to be in close to 10,000 stores by the end of 2016. So it's been quite a year of growth for us. Uh, you can find us in Whole Foods. Uh, let's just say the beginning of the year, you can find us in Whole Foods, GNC, um, Rite Aid. We're available on our website, on Amazon, on Costco.com. Um, reach out to us on our social media. Check us out um, at Liquid IV um, on Instagram and Twitter, and you can find us on Facebook, Liquid IV. Um, and yeah, reach out with any questions about the product. Uh, we have a whole uh, give back mission, which we didn't even get to tap into, but um, 30% of all the product we manufacture, we actually send back to um, a group in Haiti called Hands Together. Um, and so uh, reach out, let us know what you think, um, and really excited for you guys to listen and hear your thoughts on uh, on the podcast. Thanks so much for having me. Thank you so much for being here, and thank you so much to you guys for listening. This is so much fun. I'm going to start doing this weekly, so you can expect a Soul on Fire podcast to be up every week. Next up, we're going to be interviewing my mom. We're going to be interviewing some of my best friends and lots of inspiring bloggers, CEOs, people who are doing cool things, people who have set their souls on fire. We also have an awesome giveaway coming up for people who subscribe to the podcast with all sorts of products like Liquid IV, Chameleon Cold Brew, Rebel Tonics, Justin's Nut Butter, Suja Juice Perfect Bar, and definitely a few other things. So stay tuned for that. You can check it out on my Instagram, The Balance Bond. Come say hi on thebalancebond.com and subscribe to this podcast if you like it. I'm also, as you know from listening, very open to feedback. This was our first time ever. I literally taught myself how to edit just so that I could edit this whole thing. And now I think I have a better grip on all of it. I'm, I'm just really excited to be here and connect with you guys in this way. So talk soon. Bye, guys.